1: What's up, everybody? Anthony Kazenta here with the Orange and Black Insider Bangles podcast, part of the Cincy Jungle podcast channel and the SB Nation podcast network. Happy to be with you just about a week away from the Memorial Day holiday. Happy to be. It feels like I have haven't been on the air for a really long time. I went away for a few days. I'm on a little family trip and I don't know. It just feels like I haven't been in front of a microphone, a computer, or any of that kind of stuff for a while, so it's good to be back talking some bangles as they are resuming on-field workouts, a lot to talk about. Last time we did the Happening Headline show, we were prim- primarily just talking about the stuff with Jesse Bates and all kinds of different things, so we are going to talk a bit more about what's going on around the... It was ba- really bangles-centric last time, so we're going to obviously keep it. Bengal centric as we always do on the Happening Headlines, but we are going to cover some things going on in the rest, around the rest of the AFC North in the division, and of course, around the NFL, a lot of different things I have to be with you all, and talking some some Bengals and all kinds of different things as we're getting, getting into summer, getting into all kinds of different things as uh, the month of May comes to a close, so again if you are new here welcome to the live broadcast happy to have you with us you can tune into every live broadcast on the cincy jungle facebook page you got to give that a thumbs up you can also catch us on the orange and black insider youtube channel right down here is a little icon if you're tuning in there whether it's live or after the fact click that show icon and then click the subscribe button as well as the bell to be notified when new content is available and when we go live all that kind of stuff and then of course if you like the audio side of things, you gotta go subscribe to the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel. Some uh, potentially some some things going on down the pike in terms of guests and different things. So you gotta keep it there. We'll announce that as uh, obviously as that goes on. But subscribe to that channel. Leave us a review as well. Let us know how we are doing. We appreciate that. And hey, thanks for all the support that you've shown this show for a number of years and through the various things that we have done. On the program, of course, John Sheeran and myself will be back tomorrow night to talk uh, a little bit more in depth about a lot of different things as we usually do on Wednesday nights. But we wanted to bring you, as we always do, the happening headline show. So let's get to it. A lot of stuff happening with the Bengals, and let's start. Shall we start with some hype? Let's start with some bangles hype. Why not? Right? This is uh We got to we got to start with with some hype and uh, get going with that. So let's 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 get revved up. Let's get revved up. Good morning, football says the AFC North runs through Cincinnati. And this is from Peter Schrager, who is a guy who has been uh, you know over the last couple of years has been a little bit of a unabashed Bengals supporter. But good good morning, football says AFC North runs through Cincinnati. By the way, did I see that? Our very own Bengals fan from last year, one of the catalysts to the Bengals big season, Kay Adams is leaving that show. That's a bummer. Um, At any rate, Peter Schrager, and he is all on board for the Cincinnati Bengals being repeat champions and or the team to be, quote, until you beat the division champions, they're the team to beat in the AFC North. I don't care what the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers have done in the offseason. The Bengals are still the squad to beat. And guess what? They got better this offseason. And of course, how did they get better? Well, they got more athletic in the secondary. I know there are questions about Jesse Bates, but obviously the big, big upgrade is on the offensive line. Their biggest weakness and what they needed to shore up. They did that in free agency primarily and a little bit in the draft with Cordell Bolson. So Peter Schrager all aboard the Bengals hype train, maybe the conductor of the Bengals hype train for 22. As the Bengals are rolling into this season and looking looking pretty good, looking sharp. Of course, they got to stay healthy, they got to keep that momentum, avoid that Super Bowl hangover, but they still seem to be the team to beat. Now, continuing on the Bengals hype train. Let's keep this thing charging down the tracks here. This is on cincyjungle.com. By the way, that was relayed to us via Bangles Wire. Chris rolling over there does great work on that blog. So go check out Bengals Wire. They do uh, a lot of great work over there, and we want to give a tip of the cap to them. This is the Bengals cracking the top 10 of NFL, of new NFL power rankings. I will pin this in the live chats for you all so you can give love to the links and give love to these sites here. This is on Cincy Jungle. And you can see here um, Monday morning quarterback Peter King, who has not been shy about his past criticisms of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, He has the Bengals ranked seventh overall, which is fourth best in the AFC and first among the AFC North teams. Um, And then you can see here King's assessment. uh, There's a long one, so you can read that, but, Basically writes, this is a rising team, highly competitive with a confident and fearless quarterback in Joe Burrow and a fiery defensive leader and good pass rusher in Trey Hendrickson, by the way, still out of OTAs. We'll get to that in a second. The right side of the offensive line trampled in the Super Bowl is all new. Center Ted Karras, guard Alex Kappa, more on him in a second. Tackle Lael Collins. Um, And then, of course, the the loss of CJ Uzoma will be felt, but there's enough firepower here for the Bengals to be a top five offense. I like Cincinnati to edge Baltimore for the division title um so that is peter king and monday morning quarterback talking about them and he has them at uh seventh in the league there and tops in the afc north on his power rankings of course those are very arbitrary this time of year we know that but still entertaining to talk about entertaining to debate particularly as it goes with other fan bases so um check we will uh you'll have to check that one out and the rest of the quotes on cincyjungle.com and of course monday morning quarterback now zachary carter Bengals third round pick a little bit of a surprise pick when they chose him in the third round there were some other names out there that we thought they would maybe go with but they really like this kid's athleticism his size and his ability to do different things on the defensive line they agree to their rookie deal cam taylor Britt uh also agreed recently so um 95th overall pick. And so he and the Bengals are in the fold there. So the only one left again he is the fifth Bengals selection, so the only one left here so far is Cordell Volson. Um he's the Bengals are getting this done quickly and usually that goes a little quicker not only because of the rookie wage scale but because uh when you pick a little later those, you know, some of those things just become a little easier easier with a a little bit of a lower dollar amount than the Bengals had been paying with the number one overall pick the number five overall pick the past couple of drafts. So yeah, uh, they are getting it done, getting those, getting those things done. So we had some hype train. Now we've got some news with Zachary Carter signing his deal and now the Bengals and the Rams preseason game trying to give this a little bit of oomph is the league in the, in these two teams. They are also, uh, my understanding is that they will be practicing up leading up to this week. The Rams and the Bengals going into this one. So interested to see how, if at all that, how chippy that may be um, at that point in time. But they are trying to give this a little bit of luster. The Bengals and the Rams here moved up to the. Uh, it is in the NFL Network. They changed the kickoff time now scheduled for 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on August, uh, Saturday, August 27th at Paul Brown Stadium. The thing is with this, unfortunately, we just, we don't know who's going to be playing in this game for either team. Uh, You would think that, you know, Joe Burrow, probably minimal time, if any at all, um, you know, some of the receivers for the Bengals star guys, probably not getting a ton of time just to save, you know, everybody's energy and health. And then also trying to get a final roster looks at some of these players that may be trying to cling to a back end roster spot, depending on where they may go. So, um, you know, it's something to something to obviously watch. It's a fun game and it will be, it'll be cool to watch, particularly if you are interested in some of these roster battles, but, You got to figure that some of these players, some of the star players will probably be held back, if not fully out of the the game itself. So um, still, the NFL is trying to position this as kind of the Super Bowl rematch in the preseason, Um, you know, final preseason game. We know how those kind of go. Usually it's probably that dress rehearsal now because the preseason has been condensed and the regular season has been expanded a game each way in each season. Uh, they, you know, the, the the dress rehearsal is kind of now the second game. With the third game, you know, kind of being a little bit more of the guys that are grinding for a spot, looking for a little more time, and obviously guys that uh, may, uh, as unfortunate and cold-hearted as it may sound, might be auditioning for a job elsewhere if not with the Cincinnati Bengals. So um, that's something to. To, to keep it keep note of with the Bengals and their preseason schedule. Now, <sighs> some not great news. This does not seem serious. Does not seem serious. I want to I want to preface this, but Alex Kappa, the Bengals, prized free agent signing guard from Tampa Bay. Um, you can see here Jason Markham, it is not expected to keep him out too long. But He's sidelined with a core muscle injury is Alex Kappa. And this, I will uh, pin this in the live chat for you folks here. But you can see here, Zach Taylor says it's a quote core muscle deal. This is from Mike Petralia at TRAGS with Alex Kappa. Could miss a couple of weeks. Nothing serious right now. So a couple of weeks. Um not not liking that, but and unfortunately we've seen some of these things kind of turn into one thing and they escalate into another and mum's the word, but it sounds like they're being precautionary, sounds like they're being safe, and it's nothing serious at the moment. There's no talk of surgeries or anything like that, but this is just not what you want. Um, and that is especially from a free agent, prize free agent guy, it's not what you want here in terms of an injury, but It is what it is, and it sounds like it's going to be fine come training camp and whatnot and when things truly matter, but that's the kind of stuff, too, especially when it's something that is not seeming to need surgery. That's the kind of stuff, too, that rest. You got to rest it so that you don't keep retweaking it and making it worse and worse. So um, let's just sit him out and wait it out and let him heal up. I'm seeing a couple of different questions from... Folks here, uh, let's see here in our live chats, I think uh, Robert Obrecht asking me, are you coming to Cincinnati for a game this year, Anthony? Yes, I will try. I'm going to try to. My plan is such. Maybe week one again. I was out there for week one last year. And what I would like to do, by the way, is if I do go out to Cincinnati, I would like to extend my trip a little longer, maybe have, you know, um, uh, whatever it is, or get together, a live show somewhere, whatever, and do that. Uh, it'd be fun to kind of meet and greet and do all kinds of stuff, hang out with a lot of people and, and all of that. And of course take in all of what Cincinnati has to offer. Love that city. Uh, another question here, there was, has Joseph Osai been practicing one nation underground asked me that. Um, so if you, if you've been paying attention to our shows last week, we, you would have noted that he had another procedure done, Joseph Osai, but he has been, uh, for the meniscus issue that he had, and he already had the big surgery a while ago and then had another procedure, I guess, down the road. Zach Taylor mentioned that, but he has been doing side field work. He has been seen doing sprints and whatnot. So um, he has been working, not necessarily full full go for full, full practice. Another guy they're kind of monitoring and being careful with, but some something to keep an eye on definitely, especially as that other additional surgery or procedure has been done. But he has been out there practicing to some degree doing sprints and whatnot. There was a video of that. So he's been out there, but still um, limited in a lot of different ways because of the injury. But moving on. Thank you for the questions, by the way. I will try to continue to get more if you have more there. But we're going to keep rolling on here. This guy is one of the most intriguing players. Again, the Bengals roster is pretty stacked. Okay, And there's not a lot of room for... Guys to get you know starting positions or you know sometimes even heavy rotational positions are, are uh, starting to get locked up a little bit based on free agency signings and whatnot. However, this guy is really intriguing. He intrigued me when the Bengals got him as an undrafted free agent out of Wake Forest. Big big guy, kind of out on that Aud and Tate mold. And for years with Auden Tate, because of the lack of speed, but the great size and catch radius that Tate had folks clamored for him to try uh, try it tight end. The team never explored it. They never did it. All of that. Now, Washington, who ran faster, if memory serves, than on Tate in workouts, has made a transition, because he is a big guy, to tight end. And because the wide receiver group is so stacked, and the tight end group is not, uh, Scotty Washington is not only making a move to tight end, but he is doing so at an impressive pace, I guess. Uh, He is impressing after a position change at tight end. Again, these are OTAs. It's early, but you got to like hearing this. Six foot five, as I mentioned. And so this is James Casey, the tight ends coach for the Bengals. Quote, he's rebranded himself a tight end. We're going to work with him. He's a big, fast, strong guy. There's a lot of nuance to playing tight end really after the quarterback. The tight end has to know the most. He has to learn to block in both the pass game and the run game. And he has to have good enough technique to block guys like Miles Garrett on the edge. And in the run game, you're not just going to going down there blocking the C-gap. And, of course, you see the Bengals have done some things at tight end, but they've also lost C.J. Uzama. Um, you know, they brought in Hayden Hurst. They brought in Nick Eubanks. Um, They still have Mitchell Wilcox, a guy they like. They still have Thad Moss, a guy that they thought they were going to get playing time before he got hurt in a pregame warmup while being activated. Uh, And then of course they brought in Justin Rigg, the tight end from Kentucky to to come in here. So he's going to, he's got a battle, but um, you know, again, Casey likes him and he is supporting his move to tight end from wide receiver. And uh, my understanding also is that Scotty Washington um in the off season works out at the gym out in Southern California here uh, where I work out. So Scotty, if you ever want to catch a workout, man, let's, let's, let's pump some iron. <laughs> you can show me, you can show me what's up. That's for sure. Uh Let's keep rolling on here. Good to see Scotty Washington make some, make some headlines there. By the way, James Casey was an interesting player when he did play. I think he was with the Texans and whatnot. He was a guy that just kind of was a little bit of an H back and tight end. He kind of held down in multiple roles. So he's a, he's a sharp guy and a guy that knows, you know, he talked about that nuance of playing the position. There are a lot of nuances to playing that position. And and Casey talked about that. So um, at any rate, that's another guy to definitely watch this summer as things roll on. Kind of one of those guys there, there seems to be always at the pass catching positions. There seems to be guys that just come in and, You know, all of a sudden kind of surprise people. They're kind of the talk of the training camp. Is he going to make it? Is he going to be on the active roster? Might a team grab him off of waivers? What have you? Uh, So a guy to watch for sure. Uh, A couple of updates also on the OTA front and definitely go follow these folks if you do not on Twitter, if you have a Twitter account um, or and or subscribe to what they are writing about. Talking about doing, Charlie Goldsmith, who has been on our program before, great guy with the Cincinnati Inquirer, also covers the Reds. Looking at practice and depth chart, running back Chris Evans and undrafted free agent receiver Kwame Lasseter could play bigger than expected roles this year. Evans could have an expanded receiving role in the slot. Lasseter is fast, efficient, and can line up outside. The big one here, I mean, yes, lassiter that's another name to watch. And And really, when you look at the Bengals wide receiver group, You've got the top, the the big three. and We'll hear from one of those big three in just a minute. But you've also got Stanley Morgan in the mix, who's primarily a special teams guy. Mike Thomas is back, again, helpful on special teams, occasional play on offense. But they need a little bit of oomph behind some of these other guys. They need to have another threat, not necessarily, obviously, of the same caliber or talent of the big three, but guys that can pose a threat behind those. And that's why a few weeks ago, we talked about the idea um, of the Bengals signing Will Fuller in free agency as just kind of wide receiver four. Maybe he's a guy that can stretch the field a little bit, but Lasseter, rather fast, efficient, can line up outside is how Goldsmith talks about him. So, you know, that's a guy to look at. And then of course, Chris Evans is the main one to watch here. Chris Evans, a guy that we talked about on this program that, you know, you, the hope is that he's kind of Shades of early Gio Bernard, maybe that breakout year. I know he he didn't amount to much after it, but that breakout year in 05 from Chris Perry, where it's just a receiving threat, a really athletic guy. That's a great outlet for Joe Burrow and not relegated to pass blocking duties and just, you know, kind of out there or on the sideline, not doing much or taking advantage of the athleticism. Chris Evans flashed last year a couple of times, and this is a guy that I know the Bengals coaches really like. I know the fans are liking more and more, so it'd be nice to see Evans be able to carve out a niche for himself, and and now with the offensive line being fixed, not being relegated to pass protection, that sort of thing, but also now being a guy who can line up in the slot, come out of the backfield. Yeah, he could still chip guys and help out and pass pro every once in a while, but a guy that can really be another facet in the offense, a, a dynamic player, so we'll see what happens there. Two guys to watch for Charlie Goldsmith. And another quick update here from from Goldsmith, as I mentioned, Hendrickson out, uh, not at OTAs. Trey Hendrickson, we knew that last week. And again, same as last week, here's a a picture from Charlie Goldsmith. Again, go follow him at double underscore at the end there. So go follow him. Does great work. We'll have to get him back on the program here. But Hendrickson and Jesse Bates, as predicted, are not – At OTAs, And we mentioned, you know, Hendrickson isn't holding out or anything, but rather opting to work out on his own and do things at at his own. There's some workout bonus stuff going on with his contract and whatnot. So that is something to take note of. And again, we kind of knew that that was going to be something that was occurring with those two absences there.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: Okay, I'm not going to play the whole clip because I don't want to be a no-talent plagiarist, um, at least not, not more so than I already am. But this is from Fox 19's Joe Daniman. Uh 34 seconds of unending confidence from Tyler Boyd. I'm just going to play like a couple seconds of it and I'm going to give you the link. You got to go give Joe the clicks. You got to go give him the love here because he posted this on his Twitter account. Um, We have not had Joe on this program. So we'll have to get, we'll try and try and get him on the program. Entertaining guy and provides great coverage of the Cincinnati Bengals. But this is uh, again, the talk now is target on the backs and all of that. Here's Tyler Boyd talking about some confidence and whatnot here on Twitter. That's good. You know, our eyes on us now. You know, and, and now we get to control our own destiny. We can control how the outlooks of the game goes because we're, we're a team that everybody thinks they can be. And in my eyes, we can be beat. So, confidence, confidence, confidence. We like that, and we like hearing from Tyler Boyd on that front. So, Um, go listen to the whole clip there. I can't, I I can't and won't play it all for you. You got to go follow Joe and Fox 19, Joe providing great coverage. And and thank you to him for getting that sound bite. Again, there's probably about 20 seconds more than what I played there. Very entertaining. And I'm sure the whole interview will be up on Fox 19 later, but, um, we love us some Tyler Boyd here. It's been a little while since he's been on the program a couple of years now. So we'll have to get him back if we can, but regardless, um, Cool, cool interview and cool soundbite from a guy who has really asserted himself as a team leader. Really embraced his role really well. He knows how good he is, but he also knows how good the other guys are on the outside, and T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, and he is embracing that, and he knows how good this team is and just kind of says the sky's the limit here. sky's the limit. So uh, some confidence from Tyler Boyd that can kind of tie back into the how we began the show with the hype, hype, hype. We like it. So uh, good stuff from Joe Danneman and Tyler Boyd. Speaking of Bengals wide receivers, and I just mentioned his name, Jamar Chase. This is a lofty goal here. Jamar Chase is eyeing to catch 10,000 footballs in the off season to really work on things. And obviously the hands thing was a huge deal in the preseason in training camp. There was a lot of drops, a lot of concentration drops and whatnot. We worried Until week one kickoff, we worried that this was going to carry over into the regular season, that this was going to be bust John Ross all over again. Instead, Jamar Chase rewrote the rookie record books, rewrote the Bengals record books, and just had an absolutely outstanding season. And, oh, by the way, in that week one game, caught a deep ball for a touchdown, had a 100-yard game in that game, So, which, by the way, the Bengals won. So now he, per Jeff Hobson of Bangles.com, he is set to catch 10,000 balls this offseason to enhance his on-field performance. Um, quote, Chase coming off the, the greatest season a rookie wide receiver ever had in the NFL held court in front of his locker and talked about how he was going to start his on season catching 10,000 footballs this offseason. And the quote from Chase himself, this year, what I've been working on the most is just staying low on my releases and trying to overemphasize the head fakes with the shoulders and eyes and stuff like that so they don't jump all over my body, Chase said. And of course, 1,455 yards on 81 catches. Man, think about, there were still some plays out there. And yes, the Super Bowl won. You, You heard us on the happening headlines last week where Burrow told the media that you know this was a the, the play was he audible to the play where Chase appeared to be wide open down the sideline for that final play of the Super Bowl, wherein Joe Burrow got tackled by Aaron Donald and kind of floated the ball away, but he had Chase open. He said he audible to that play. If he just had a little bit more time, maybe we'd be talking about a different thing. But now here. Chase is working on a, a lot of different aspects to his game to kind of take it to the next level. And the pressure is on to build off of that outstanding rookie season. There's no doubt about it. But um, he seems to be up to the task there. So at any rate, you know, it's good to see these guys not resting on their laurels from last year. And they're, they're, they're back to work. They're confident. They're hungry by all appearances and all sights and sounds. So good to see all of that. But Jamar Chase, 10,000 football balls catching that. Man, take care, take care of those hands and those fingers, man. Don't uh, don't be breaking any digits or anything there. You need to <laughs> you need to keep everything intact going into the regular season. That's for sure. This is from the outstanding crew over at All Bangles: James Rapine, Lindsey Patterson, Blake Jewell, and many many others over at All Bangles. They do great work via Sports Illustrated, and this is I will pin the link here for you. AllBangles.com NFL Insider praises Bengals rookie cornerback Cam Taylor-Britt. This is from a few days ago. Um, of course, had an outstanding pre-draft workout, did Taylor-Britt. And ESPN NFL analyst Lewis Riddick had big-time praise for the newest Bengals cornerback. Quote, this won't be the last big signing with this young man, uh, meaning about his rookie contract. Superstar potential. And by the way... Louis Riddick is not just a talking head at ESPN. Yes, he does that, but he's been interviewed very recently for NFL GM and other positions in the NFL. So this is a guy who knows quite a bit of what he's talking about. Uh, And so superstar potential is what Louis Riddick coined things for Cam Taylor Britt. So, that it may not be this year, maybe it is. Maybe the Bengals get a lot out of their first or uh, their, their, their high round picks again this year. But he, of course, was their second round pick. They moved up to get him, um, gave up a little bit to move up four spots and, and get him in the draft. So, at any rate, Cam Taylor Britt, potentially a guy that will work well for the Bengals. We will see. Obviously, the Bengals need a little bit more boundary corner help with Trey Waynes not working out in free agency and uh, the Bengals cutting him. So here is, we're going back to Bengals. Wire, Chris Rowling, Joe Burrow loves the Luka Doncic comparison. Hopefully I'm saying, I think I'm saying that correctly. Uh, but Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow has been compared to many players, Tom Brady, etc. cetera. But um, there is a comparison that, um, you know, he was compared to Luka who is the Dallas Mavericks star, um, and he loved that comparison apparently. Quote, whenever they played, someone was talking a little stuff to him on the court side. Uh, He was laughing in his face every time he hit a three. I thought that was pretty cool, he told Jeff uh, Hobson. And if you listen to that interview that we referenced on last Wednesday's show, that podcast appearance by Joe Burrow, um, he talked about how he loved playing the Baltimore Ravens because they talk. And when you talk, especially to Joe Burrow, meaning talk, we'll call it noise, when you talk the noise and either you don't back it up or he doesn't uh, allow the opportunity to get under the other side to get under his skin and he plays well, he loves to shove it back in, in the face there. And so Burrow noted he's not the guy to start the talk, but if he backs up, his backs up things with his play, he'll make his voice heard. Uh, And that's, I was kind of noted in the podcast appearance. And so when you see this here, he was talking about Donchick laughing in his face. Every time he hit a three, I thought that was pretty cool. So he likes that, uh, that confident. um, I'm not the guy who's talking the noise, but I am the guy who will talk some noise in response. If I'm playing well, I'm going to let you know about it. I'm going to let you know about it. So Interesting stuff there. And, of course, Luca, a a big name being talked about quite a bit in a lot of circles because of his play this postseason. This is from Stripe Hype. They do good work over there on the fan side and network as well. An interesting read here from Ty Robbins over there. I will pin this for all of you to check out as well. Ty Robbins' work here. What is – uh, you can see here a couple of days ago, what is Jesse Bates actually worth to the Cincinnati Bengals? Um, and it kind of goes through the, the, you know, the timeline and you can see it does some cap work, some research and whatnot. So go read this. This is uh, interesting stuff here. And what is even, you know, what is basically what this article does and it does a pretty good job of it is it talks about, okay. Average annual salary for the position and top players at the position. And then what, does this specific player meaning Jesse Bates, what does he mean to his team and should the Bengals pay that amount? Where should they be paying all of that? So interesting read there, go check that out. Uh, some good research in that on the fan-sided network. Um, now we'll get we're kind of touching all the bases here. This is ESPN and Ben Baby talking about Cordell Volson. We talked about Cordell a little bit a little bit earlier in the program. He could be the final piece to Joe Burrow's offensive line. And it talks about, you know, Ben here talks all kinds of different things about the chronicling of him being picked. Um, and then, you know, you have to love his intangibles. Frank Pollock said after he was he was drafted, he's a worker. That's how he was raised. Um, and so, you know, just a guy that's getting a lot of run in a lot of different ways for the Bengals. One of the things that, you know, I've kind of talked about, and I don't know how accurate I am in in saying this, but, you know, when you look at the players potentially in position to vie for that open left guard spot, you would maybe think because of the age, because of the amount of football played at the college level, maybe even if you want to go, you know, you're talking about work ethic, maturity, and all this kind of stuff. Again, a couple of years older than Jackson Carmen. Um, And then you've got Deontay Smith in there, who's kind of a a very athletic guy, but a project player, developmental player. You could kind of make the argument maybe the ceiling isn't as high for Cordell Volson, but the floor may be higher than the other players. And so maybe that is his level, his way to use tired cliches, tired draft cliches. Maybe that is his way to get into the starting guard, guard spot this year still it sounds and seems as if Jackson Carmen is getting a lot of snaps this year. Uh, so far, a lot of snaps at OTAs and, uh, and, you know, is kind of the de facto starter at this point in time, but still a battle to watch, especially when the pads come on in the preseason um, you know, I, The hope is that the Bengals settle on a guy and he becomes the guy. And there's not this revolving door, this rotational thing where this guy's not playing well in the middle of the game. You got to exit a guy out of the game because he's not playing well. And then you bring another guy in and then, you know, you got to hope for the best there. The Bengals need to get this thing settled. They need to find the guy. Obviously I, I would think that they would hope that their second round pick Jackson Carmen would be the guy to, Uh, because of the investment would be the guy to come in there and, and seize that starting spot. But, you know, uh, Volson may be the guy that ends up taking it. If he does indeed, if you want to cling to my tired cliche (laughs) of the high floor thing, um, you know, that may be where his, where his niche is to get this starting spot. We'll see what happened there. Uh, Let's, move on to the AFC North. A lot of Bengals news there and we're going to go a little longer on this edition of the Happening Headlines as opposed to last week when we were Bengals said trick when we talked mostly Jesse Bates and other items. But at any rate, we're going to go into the AFC North in just a second here. Before we do, I want to remind folks again, this is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals part, podcast, part of the Cincy Jungle podcast channel, which is all within the, Cin- the SB Nation podcast network. And of course, you can get this show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the major ones. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You got to go like our Facebook page and then go follow us on Twitter, whether it's at CincyJungle, at BengalsOBI, myself, I'm at CJAnthonyCUI on Twitter. So follow all of us there. Um, and John, I believe, is at John double underscore Sheeran. So you can go follow him and all of the other Cincy Jungle content creators there. Go give them a follow if you would, and uh, we appreciate your support of the show. All right, let's cruise along, and you're going to see a theme here as it goes with AFC North teams and the players they're signing. Okay, you're going to see a theme here, promise you. Let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. Kyle Fuller, impressive defensive back. Uh, I think there's been some injury stuff going on there, and he's bounced around a little bit. But Kyle Fuller is now going to the Baltimore Ravens. So the impressive offseason for the Baltimore Ravens continues. They had a good draft. Um, they they brought in Marcus Williams at safety. They bring in Kyle Fuller. They're healthier, uh, so they are working to shore up their defense, their pass defense and try and match up against a lot of different teams, maybe like the Bengals. So you can see here the, 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 the line from Ryan Mink. Uh, the Ravens offseason project of boosting the secondary may have secured the final piece of the puzzle Tuesday as veteran Kyle Fuller has agreed to terms on a one-year deal to return home to Baltimore. And this just came across the wire a little bit earlier. Fuller rounds out a cornerback unit that needed help and more experience in depth. Uh, you've got Humphrey, Marcus Peters coming back, uh, Jalen Armour Davis, Demarion Williams. And then, um, you know, so y- you've got a lot of, a lot of talent here. Um, and they are trying undoubtedly to keep up with the pass-happy league, keep up with the talent around the AFC and within the division for sure. Now, the Ravens also recently brought in another player guess which side of the ball it's on Ravens are signing Brent urban, a guy they drafted years ago to a one-year deal versatile defensive lineman that they are bringing back uh, on a one-year deal. I think he was recently with the Cowboys. So, and then he was with the Vikings as well. So he's coming back to Baltimore to help out their defensive line, their one-year deal, minimum salary, so, you know, maybe not something, and that, by the way, is courtesy of Baltimore Beatdown, the SB Nation Baltimore Ravens site. Um, so not something that totally, totally moves the needle, but one that you look at it and you go, okay, you just sign Fuller. You just sign Urban, both defensive signings. What's the theme there? And what happened last year, especially when it came to a couple of games uh, within the division? You getting the memo here? Okay. Now, let's move to Cleveland. The Browns bringing back someone on the defensive line, on the defensive side of the ball. They are, the reports are that they are bringing back, and this is Dogs by Nature, the SB Nation site for the Cleveland Browns. I will pin that link there. They are bringing back Jadavian Clowney. Um, Cleveland.com's Mary Kay Cabot, I believe, broke the story. It's sounding like it's a one-year deal worth 11 million clowny, a talented guy. Uh, he's had some wow plays, never really lived up to the college hype, but has been a solid pro. Um, and so he is coming back. He kind of does this thing. It seems like this is like a, a thing with him almost every offseason, at least the past few, I, I could be wrong about that, but it just seems like he's, he signed something late and all that. But again, one year, $11 million is the deal reportedly. Um, and so he's bounced around a little bit and now going for back-to-back seasons with the Cleveland Browns, Jadavian Clowney joining them. Signing on the defensive side of the ball by a, by a division rival. <laughs> Go figure. Here's just kind of a fun one just to kind of round out the Cleveland Browns before we move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is uh, a trio of Browns players. And this is from Anthony, Anthony Poisel on clevelandbrowns.com. Uh, Johnny Stanton, Miles Garrett, and Wyatt Teller to play Dungeons & Dragons game for charity. So if you are a D&D player, this may be something you'll get a kick out of. I will put that on. This is on ClevelandBrowns.com. Just kind of a, a little fun thing there um, for charity that they are doing. Um, one, one guy that I'm starting to kind of... And it's Stanton who is hosting it. Um, they... Uh, and again, it's it's to raise money for Red Nose Day, a charity aiming to end child poverty. So obviously a very, very worthwhile cause. Stanton is a guy I've kind of grown to like a little bit from the from the Browns, um, you know, for a variety of reasons. You see this, this is kind of a creative thing, but he also, um, unfortunately not to get so heavy hearted about stuff, but there was a recently a shooting at a church very, very near where I live and a man, a physician lost his life and, and Stanton called him out and, and you know, kind of rightfully lauded him as a hero. And, um, so a guy that, you know, I, 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 I kind of caught notice of that. And, um, you know, you see stuff where he's spearheading charitable, charitable endeavors like that. And that kind of gets, uh, get your attention there. So kind of cool thing there, just a little bit of a different, um, a, a little bit more on the, on the, the D D thing, the Dungeons and Dragons for charity, at least not so much the calling out of the physician that I said, but the D D thing, obviously, you know, a little bit more lighthearted, um, and a little less serious than the clummy signing there for the Browns, but kind of fun. All right, moving on pittsburghsteelers.com or just Steelers.com, I guess. And the big thing as OTAs are going there, the quarterbacks are excited to be back at it. Uh, this is from Teresa Varley and Mike Pursuta on Steelers.com. quote "It feels good to be in the black and gold," said Mitch Trubisky from the locker room. I thought we played fast out there. Just great to be back on the field with the boys, going through everything, playing pitch and catch on the field, and just being out there. It's an exciting time of year, and we're just trying to get better every day. Quote, "I feel comfortable. I think the staff and the guys around me have done a great job being in the book, studying and picking things up really quickly. Trubisky is slated as the starter. There's Kenny Pickett involved and Mason. There's other articles on there talking about Mason Rudolph trying to really compete and win that starting spot. There is a scenario that exists. That is a very likely scenario that the Bengals, when they play the Steelers at two very different times of the year, they could see two different quarterbacks in those two games. So this is something to definitely watch. I would I would assume at some point, whether it's a blowout one way or the other, and he doesn't and assuming he doesn't win the starting job in the summer, but th- there seems to be some sort of route where Kenny Pickett has to be the guy that gets some form of snaps this year. The, they they're gonna want to give him time, I would assume. So at any rate, something to watch. Now this is uh, – I'm not going to go full detail into this, but this is a, a kind of a cool chronicling of the Steelers, and this is on Behind the Steel Curtain, the Steelers SB Nation website. I'm going to pin that in the live chats here. But this is Steelers throw out new look offense on day one of OTAs. you got to go to Behind the Steel Curtain to check this one out. But essentially it's talking about, you know, the the phases um, and, you, you know, The the alignments on the offensive line, Kevin Dotson confirming that Mitch Trubisky is the current number one. Um, Dotson was the number one left guard. James Daniels, the right guard. Mason Cole, the center. Uh, Kendrick Green got work at guard. Green pushing Dotson for a starting role potentially and says, James Daniels, I know a lot of Bengals fans liked him and, Many actually wanted him for the offensive line, a guy who's versatile on in the interior and very athletic, young as well. Um, Kevin Dotson said James Daniels has come in and already taken a role as a leader on the Steelers' offensive line. So uh, just kind of some tidbits of information there on that article. And so go check that one out. A lot of nuggets in there for the Steelers as they take the field. Kind of a new-look team, right? Um, definitely a quarterback in other spots. So something to something to – Check out. All right, moving on to the NFL headlines, and then we will hop out of here. The NFL is considering changes to the Pro Bowl format. This thing is sputtering, absolutely sputtering in terms of getting attention, getting any kind of oomph behind it when you watch the, the players play. There's just minimal effort. Um, even with you know one team making more money if they win than the other. It, it's just it's not as competitive as it used to be. And, and for good reason, I mean, yeah, these guys get to go and travel to a cool spot and hang out with, with friends in a less far less competitive atmosphere than they usually play in. But, you know, the deal is that this game, you know, it used to be kind of an all-star game and it, you, you used to see, I can remember, you know, you'd, you'd see Deion Sanders against, you know, all kinds of different players. And I, you know, it's just the luster's kind of gone from it. So now they're considering changes to Pro Bowl format here. Um, and you can see here, you know, they've t- they've moved it to and from Hawaii. I don't know if, if that's actually been something players have liked or, or not. You know, so a lot of players used to like that kind of vacation and reward, if you will, of going to Hawaii and playing there, spending the week out there. Uh, some do not like that. So I, I don't know, but... Um, they are way. basically the league is discussing ways to improve the pro bowl game in the week of events, possibly eliminating the traditional Sunday game and using the day to showcase the players in it. That's what Ian Rappaport reported. A flag football game could be a possible, possible alternative solution among others. Really it's again, what, what do you turn it into and how do you market it? How do you push it to the masses at that point? I mean, if it's going to be a flag football game, I mean, okay, but you, better be able to market that in a way that, you know, will get people to want to watch it. You know, they've moved it from, you know, after the Super Bowl when kind of the luster, they they moved it back to the week before, you know, I mean, they've done all kinds of different things to try and get the luster back in this game. And unfortunately it's just not really working. So they're going to discuss it and we'll see what happens with the Pro Bowl this year. Hopefully once again, we won't have to worry about that from the Bengals side of things because they will be playing in the big game. We'll see though. Uh let's keep rolling on here. There a couple of weeks ago, there was a lot of talk about Ryan Tannehill, one of which was some of his comments about sadly how tough he took the loss against the Bengals, how tough he took the criticism that he received for his play in that game, seeking therapy and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, respect to him for being open about that and and for seeking the help that he needed with that situation so um that was one of the the major storylines coming out of that but the other was that in that same press conference he talked about how he is he feels his job isn't to mentor malik willis rookie quarterback coming in uh to to the team and this got received i mixed reviews would be kind in saying how this a lot of folks saying this is just absolutely terrible that he wouldn't openly take this kid under his wings. Others are saying that's not, that really isn't his job. It's really just to try and maintain his job as a starter. If the guy learned something along the way. So, and then of course there's people that are just kind of throwing their hands up. Like, I don't know what, I mean, kind of whatever. So now, as you can see from the headline, I meant no disrespect was the quote. Um, he didn't mean to ice out his, his teammate. I meant No disrespect or anything close to that is a quote from Tannehill from Titans senior writer and editor, Jim Wyatt. We've been in constant communication since he was drafted through the madness that ensued after my last press conference and over the last few weeks as he's been in the building and kind of getting to know each other. Um, He's a good person. He's a talented player. He's coming off a great college career. We're happy to have him in the room. Really just kind of disappointed in how things got spun and twisted a little bit. And then he also talks about priding himself on being a great teammate does Tannehill. So, um, again, you know, comes with the position of quarterback in terms of you being a vocal person and people really reading into the things you say and what, what you're saying and everything. And so this thing really got some legs behind it. His quotes about not his job isn't really being a mentor or, you know, kind of something to that effect. Um, so, uh, you know, it sounds like there's a little bit of a back, backtracking on that a little bit, but also that, you know, they are, they have been talking, communicating, and there seems to be no rift there, at least at this point. So we'll see Tannehill and the Malik Willis saga kind of continues, I guess, but he's trying to throw some water on that fire, if you will. NFL, I got this memo directly from them earlier, but here is the story on NFL.com announces additional international home marketing areas. So international home marketing areas have been approved with the Los Angeles Rams adding New Zealand as their fourth. IHMA and the Eagles granted access to Australia, New Zealand, and Ghana, the first club ever to enter a market in Africa. The expanded program now includes 19 teams granted access to 30 international home marketing areas t- in across 10 different countries. Um, and what, what is the International HMA Initiative? It grants NFL clubs access to international territories for marketing, fan engagement, and commercialization as part of an important long-term strategic effort to enable clubs to build their global brands while driving NFL fan growth internationally they are trying to move this league all over the world ladies and gentlemen and we i know we have listeners on this little show here from across all kinds of different lands we've i think there was someone maybe earlier that said they were from new zealand i missed that or australia i i will have to go back and look that was tuning in live we i know we've had people tell us they're from scotland and in the caribbean and all kinds of different stuff that they listen to this to this show so you're talking about the teams themselves marketing these areas. They have fans, and they obviously playing in Europe, playing in Germany, you know, playing in London, playing in Germany, all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, they're they're looking to move this thing all over the place. So that is something that is happening there in terms of uh, teams being marketing themselves across many different countries there. All right, a couple more, and then we are out of here on the NFL front. Hard Knocks has also been something that has now expanded. It has gone from not just the preseason and all of that. It is now a preseason team and one that it follows in the season. So the the preseason team is the Detroit Lions. We knew that. Hard Knocks now announced that the in-season team is the Arizona Cardinals, a really intriguing team, Young head coach uh, in in Cliff Kingsbury, the Cardinals kind of have had really weird seasons the past couple of seasons, made the playoffs last year and stumbled, stumbled out of that. The Rams beat them. Um, So, you know, this will now be a team that is chronicled in season. There's a lot of stars in there. Kyler Murray, I believe he is. uh, Is he holding out of OTAs? I'd probably need to check on that, but all kinds of different things happening with the Cardinals, a lot of talent there. You've got the suspension from DeAndre Hopkins as well. That's in there. So we'll have to see exactly what this all gets, what everything gets uh, told in this, in this in season hard knocks show. But um, you know, obviously the Detroit lions, another team, might they be a little bit like the Bengals in 2009 when they were on the team or on the show and, or, you know, 2012 or 2013, whenever that was um, where they were kind of, you know, especially 2009 they were kind of big underdogs and so detroit are they going to be that that team we'll see very entertaining show obviously and very very well done but uh the cardinals are going to be the in-season team with the lions being the preseason team on hard knocks moving on and almost out of here last one uh this, let's see, six NFL players poised for a breakout season on CBS Sports. This is from Jason Lock and Fora. Unfortunately, Mr. Lock and Fora did not pick any Bengals players, but you've got Tua there. It's got to be make or break for Tua here. Um, You know, I mean, you look at everybody they brought in, Tyreek Hill. They've got Jalen Waddle. They brought in Taryn Armstead brought in Sony Michelle. I mean, it's gotta be make or break for two of this season. They've surrounded him with a lot of talent. We'll see. And then of course they've got Gasecki and all kinds of good players there. So we'll see, but he's one on there. And then uh, I'll, I'll just tease another Gabriel Davis is another. So an interesting read here in terms of some breakout players, go check that out on CBS um, and give them a click and a read, if you will. This is, We'll do it. We've gone a little under an hour for the Happening Headlines NFL Bengals AFC North show. So thank you very much for tuning in, sticking with us. And hopefully these shows get you updated and make you sound like a real smart person at your office, at your next get-together. Hey, use this knowledge at your Memorial Day barbecue coming up, your get-together coming up. Say, hey, and you can pawn it off as your own information, whatever you need to do. It's awesome. Go go do what you got to do. Sound like a smarty at your get together coming up here, and of course, don't forget to tune into our show Wednesday. We've got more coming throughout the week. We're probably going to be doing listener questions live again Friday. It's been a while since we've done that, and we've got some other cool things coming down the pike on the channel. So you got to subscribe to the YouTube channel right down here, and you also got to subscribe to our audio Cincy Jungle channel where uh, you can get this show coach speak and and chalk talk from Matt Minnick and all kinds of other stuff we've got going on. So thank you very much. We will see you next time. Take care and have a good week.